So, like, take off to the great white north. Beauty. Beauty. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Jeez. Take off, <laughs> you hosers. This here with all the ice on in the booth At the gate outside When they pull up, they give me loose Yeah, jump out, boys That's Nike boys hopping our coast This shit way too big When we pull up, give me the loot Was off the Remy Had up at post Had to hit my old town To duck the news Two-four-hour lockdown We made no moves Now it's 5 a.m. And I'm back up popping with the crew I just landed in Chase B mixes pop like Jamba Joe's Different color chains Think my jewelry Hello everyone and welcome back to Hosers, um, trying something a little different. Carter here introducing the episode, number 33. Um, it's the Patrick Waugh episode, so Chris passed the uh, torch over to me to introduce the episode. <laughs> so it's going to be a very overrated episode. Yeah, very wow, or underrated. <laughs> or they're just going to mute, mute my feed for the whole episode. Yep. You um, haven't even done the proper like introduction yet, so, so I might just have to take the reins just for a second. Okay, so, so get Chris, back on the I was track. getting to it, okay? So, with, <laughs> okay, you go then, you go, you go. <laughs> with me always is my co-host, Preston Williams. Hello. I'm Thomas, hello. <laughs> and my other co-host, Chris Killingsworth. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going, Chris? <laughs> How's it going, Carter and Thomas? Sorry, guys. I've been working late, and I'm a, I'm about a half dozen beer and a bottle of wine deep. Um, apologies, this is going to be a Leafs-heavy episode. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, for me, like, I'm like a guest because uh, I'm, like, phoning in because we're having some technical uh, mishaps, but... Uh, you know what? If you guys fucking donated to the Patreon, then we could afford to buy a fucking yeah, microphone I'm... splitter. And no, I'm just joking. Yeah. But we will buy a splitter. Well, Carter, no. you have one. I guess you yeah. just forgot to bring it or I, something. Yeah, I thought I put it in my bag, but apparently I didn't. I got here and it wasn't in my bag. That's okay. Uh, I'm in Barrie recording, and you guys are together in Toronto, so this is just the way it's going to have to be. I apologize ahead of time if my uh, if my vocals don't sound very good through this uh, microphone and this monitor setup. You know what, bro? But, the, uh, the, the mix is reading just fine on the screen, so I think you're going to be okay. Yeah, said like every fucking sound guy at any venue I've ever played at. You, you look like you're running in just hot, okay, bro? So just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> yo, yo, before we get into hockey stuff, I got to tell you guys about some shit that happened to me today that like honestly made me question my fucking life. <laughs> So I'm working today and I meet this kid and he's got like stretched ears and shit. So I'm like, oh, like I can relate to this guy. Like I'm also like a punk. What's, so What's up, bro? You like Attila? No, 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 no. That's not that one. It actually went with me being like, yo, what's up, man? Like, do you need a hand with anything? And he's like, no, no, I'm just drooling over these MacBooks. And oh, okay. I was like, Good oh, intro. cool, man. What's that? Good intro. <laughs> yeah, right? And I was like, yeah, man, like, they're awesome. Like, you know, and I'm talking to him about, like, 
I was like, yeah, like they, they can do so much. And he's like, yeah, like I just turned 18 and like I make a lot of music. So I was like, man, this is so cool. I like love meeting people who are like into similar shit as me, obviously. So I was like, oh, like what do you, like, what do you record in? Are you like a Logic guy? Do you use GarageBand? And he's like, you know, talking to me about how he uses Pro Tools. And I was like, man, that's so cool. So we're talking about music. And then I'm like, what other kind of stuff are you into? And he's like, oh, well, I play in, like, a metal band. And so obviously I was like, oh, cool, man. Like, tell me a bit about that. Like, Like, what kind of music? He goes, oh, it's, like, hard to explain. It's, like, uh, it's, like, metal. And in this moment, I was like, holy fuck. My entire life, I have been the guy saying that when, like, normies are asking me, like, what kind of music that I make. And it occurred to me that, like, I was wearing a long sleeve shirt, so, like, you know, he couldn't tell that I was, like, a rocker. (laughs) Couldn't see the ink at the time? (laughs) Well, yeah, because, like, I've got two full sleeves, so, like, obviously people see me and they think, like, this guy's either been to the pen or he's a rocker, like, one or the other. So then I literally say to him, and I get douche chills just fucking thinking about it. I go, I go... Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean, man, but, like, what kind of metal? Trust me. I'm, like, I'm cool. I've got two full sleeves. Oh, oh my God. To try and be, like, relatable to this 18-year-old kid. Oh, Chris. And he goes, oh, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, well, we kind of sound like... And then I'm, like, go ahead, man. I've probably heard of the band. Like, I'm trying to sell this kid on the fact that, like, I'm hip. Like, I'm with it. Chris, Chris, you you, you know what he did? He went right to the Windows store. (laughs) So he goes, he goes, well, uh, you ever heard of Parkway Drive? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, they have a music video with the breakdown and the shark comes out of the water. Please. Yeah, Yeah, of course I know that band. Why don't you listen to Norma Jean or Between the Birdie Me and get back to me, okay, you little fucker. Why don't you listen to Bornable Cyrus? He goes, well, we're kind of like that, but we also sound like... Uh, counterparts, oh and my like God. that to me is that to me is really funny because like I played shows and like know a few of those guys fairly well from being in bands and shit. And in this moment, dude, I was just like, I gotta eject. Like, I gotta find a way to get out of this conversation before this kid thinks I'm like a serial killer. <laughs> so I was just like, cool, man. Like, I love that you make this music, and then. I think he started like vibing with me a little bit and he's like, yeah, like, uh, he's like, so did you play in bands? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. The young, the young pup is taking an interest in the old, uh, old hardcore veteran that uh, I am. Yeah, bro. You ever heard of Shut Eyes? Yeah. So like him and I are talking and then he's, he's, so I didn't realize this, this like legitimately like fucked me up. So he's telling me that like he runs his entire band basically through a macbook so yeah. like all of their effects and all of that stuff it goes through like a uh it, it goes through dude i'm gonna embarrass myself here a little bit with the gear talk so bear with me but i guess the two guitarists they have like two cabs but then the guitars go through like a dual channel something rather yeah what's the yeah, word i'm yeah. looking for just through a mixer yeah yeah they so basically go through, through a like mixer, a, a preamp like, that comes yeah. out of the yeah so all of the effects for the two guitarists and the bassist like all go through a computer and he can control all of it through an ipad that he has on stage with him 
Oh my god. Oh, that's god. fucked. Like, and I was it? like, dude, that is crazy. So he like showed me a video of it, and I was like totally blown away. Like this kid, he's young. He's like probably like he said he just turned eighteen. Oh man. Um, so that he what, was so cool. That's what we have to like. Everyone over the age of twenty five has to realize anyone under twenty five is way cooler and smarter than we'll ever be. And oh like, my god! Well, and the thing that was like fucking me up is that he was just like, yeah. Um, I have to, so I guess the guys in the band wear, like, earpieces or something so that they, because basically, what I should have said to begin with is that the whole band plays to a click track. That's fucked, I hate that. Which is fucked, because I think about, like, recording, and, like, those of you guys who know me, like, in real life know that I sang in all the bands, I can't play any instruments, um, although sometimes I'll tell people bass if like that I play bass if I need to yeah, like thanks, flex, yeah, flex a little so bit because like <laughs> everyone knows bass is like fucking anybody can play the bass yeah. if they put their mind to it. So, uh, you know, you know what they say: <laughs> if you breathe, you can bass. Okay. Yeah, those who those who can't play bass. I'll, I'll grab my pressure? bass right fucking now. Thomas's <laughs> blood is boiling. <laughs> Thomas is like, maybe you've heard of this one. This one's called schism. <laughs> that's like that's like that's like Paul. Whenever we tell Paul that Danny's stronger than him, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, Dan, you want to meet me on the squat rack? <laughs> <laughs> oh and Danny's like, yeah, I'll meet you in the squat rack where I can work on my fucking. Delts, bud. <laughs> but um, yeah. So, anyways, he told me this, and then he was like, "Yeah, we play to a click track." And as for those people who don't know what a click track is, it's like a metronome. So it's uh, yeah, that's what it sounds like. So imagine playing an instrument with that in your ear, and then he's telling me like these kids are so advanced, man. And he's telling me that like the drummer. Uh, doesn't have like any music necessarily going through his monitor so when he's playing he's just playing to the click as oh if he was God, like recording so and they're all they're all wearing yeezys and they're all hot and they're... <laughs> yeah yeah but like it, was, like it was honestly like, kind of uh, they're all wearing like structures uh tank tops and like <laughs> yeah well he asked me if i liked architects and i was like oh, i no, know right. that they're popular i've never listened to them but i i, I used to love Arch- i remember seeing them in whippy a bunch yeah, you know, I know that they're like a super popular band. They, I just felt like I had like aged myself out of the conversation. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so and and then yeah, he was just telling me about that, and then he was like, kind of asking me like, oh well, what was it like when you played? And I was like, well, uh, we brought our our own gear. Um, we had and, to borrow most of it. Uh-huh. Yeah, most of it was borrowed. We were playing <laughs> drums from the fucking house kit. And uh, oh the drummer just brought their breakables. Like, uh, Cra- it was really Cra- funny. Craigy Blinkhorn didn't even use a kick pedal. Yeah, yeah Craig Blinkhorn's <laughs> probably the guy who's lending out all of his gear because he's a sweetheart. Like, My, and, I'll, I'll and never you, forget and Carter the, for that matter. I'll never forget the show that Craig played. Um, I think it was the demolition um, release show that you guys played. And, yeah, and Craig didn't use a kick pedal. He just. He really? physically kicked the drum? No, he just did, didn't play oh, with the okay. bass drum. Oh, no. No, I actually remember that. There's a video of it. I think the kick drum broke. Oh. Yeah, so like, he didn't play with a kick. Yeah, yeah I remember that the, now. The one of. pedal for like the, the four bands that were on the show had broken like oh during God. the first set. I yeah. think Tyler broke it because you guys were the first to play, right? Yeah, I think Tyler did break it, yeah. And so... 
Craig just played. So in hardcore music, like punk or hardcore, whatever, the kick drum is like the pivotal. Essential. Yeah, it's it's basically what drives the song and like drives every aspect of it. And Craig just played without it. Yeah, it was I mean, funny. It's sure. also funny, too, because Craig is, and I know Craig listens, so shout out to Craig, but it's like he's just like the most easygoing dude in the world. Oh yeah, so, he, he probably didn't even think twice. And I'm sorry, Craig, no. if that's not the show, but I, if what I can remember, it, it, that was the show that like Demo and Shut Eyes played together. But it's just funny because too, like if that happened, that would like drummers are kind of like goalies. Like, oh yeah, they'd be like, "Fuck this, off. I'm not playing." Like, um, and Craig's not like that. Actually, he's probably the exception to the rule. He's like, "You don't have like, a, you don't have a drum kit? No problem, bro. I'll make it work." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like the most flexible dude in the world. But like, he's got his Browns drummers. jersey on. He's like, "I'll just play this." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but most most drummers would be like so rattled by that that yeah, you're right. It would be like, well, I guess we're not fucking playing then. Yeah. So, anyways, good dude. But yeah, so this kid like was blowing my mind, and he's just so to tie it back to hockey because I always try and find a way to do that. <laughs> he was telling me about how like they're going on tour, and I was like, man, that's so cool. Like, have fun. Like, I did it when I was younger. Like, a lot of my friends have you know, been in touring bands, like, it's such a great time, um, and I was, like, trying to give him some pointers and stuff, I'm, like, bring lots of extra underwear, like, just kind of giving him, like, the lay of the land a little bit, and I was, like, do you guys have a van, like, how are you going to be getting around, so I guess his parents bought him and his brother a van, because they both played hockey at, like, a fairly high level, and they needed a van to carry all their gear, and then they just basically like laid it down on their parents. They're like, yo, we're not playing hockey anymore. We want to play in a metal band. <laughs> oh, so basically my story. Not far off. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. So anyways, it was just cool. I don't, I don't even think I got the guy's name, but he was just like the coolest kid in the world. It just reminded me of like how cool it is to be young. And like, he's like, yeah, I just turned 18. And I'm like, bro, you got like your whole fucking life ahead of you. Like go play music, go have fun, go travel, do all the shit that I did. And I'm so say, grateful play, for playing your metal band. I've, I wish I would have like exhausted all of my resources when I was 18. Fuck <laughs> yeah, dude, the three of us were all wrong playing hardcore music. We should have been playing metal core. Yeah, dude, if we got on bring me the horizon shows when we were 18, that would have been dude, fucking it. Dude, pillars was pretty much, breaking the barrier in between the two so oh my god so we need craig and once craig joins we'll have the full the full lineup for a hockey metal band hey so kind of funny but craig and i and a couple of other dudes had joked around for a long time and it was craig's joke so i'm gonna give him all the credit he wanted to start a hardcore band called hexdoll Oh and my have God. all the lyrics be hockey related. Oh, that's pretty cool. We're, we're in. Like, Thomas on bass, <laughs> yeah. guitar, so, Craig drums, and uh, folks. I always think yeah. about random, like, hardcore songs that could attribute to, like, uh, like hockey in some way. Like, I was, I think I was listening to... Uh, oh, what did I... I tweeted about it. I think it was the... Slapshot. You were tweeting about No, no, Slapshot. it wasn't Slapshot. It was a Madball song. I think it was waste of time, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, preparing to watch the Red Wings for the whole year, and then it was like waste of time. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Tweet. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. But it's it's kind of cool though because there are like some some bands obviously that have like hockey lingo in their. Well, in their I feel shit. I feel like hardcore is probably the 
most connected to hockey yeah, for there, some reason. I remember playing a show with a band called Bar Down, and I never really gave. So holy fuck! I never gave I hate that band. Name. So I never gave them the the time of day because I was like, this is gimmicky and this is bullshit. Because I was like yeah. in the heat of it at the time. But looking back on it, that's so sick. Those guys are like, you know what? I love hockey. I love. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to call this band Bar Down, and I'm going to have fun with my friends. Like, that's exactly what I want to do right now. Yeah, and then we'll have Alaska Branson be our mascot. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. He's going to get a well, fucking Hextall tattoo on his face? Yeah. Whenever, you'll, you'll get our first whenever some of my bands would play shows, like, I always wore hockey jerseys. There's, like, a video of me playing a show somewhere i can't even remember where we're playing and i'm wearing a luchich winter classic jersey oh like oh a bruins God. jersey <laughs> so, i i always wore a uh, a habs hat or like hung a bills jersey like i always i always flaunted my teams yeah. like no yeah. matter where we played I, yeah i wore random shirts yeah oh. i don't know it, it's cool but yeah craig wants to start hextall maybe we need to get hextall off the ground but okay, listen, well, on let, that. let's book a jam space over the holidays and let's do it okay i'm down i'm i'm free now you guys know that so yeah Damn i love boys, it bro let's so. let's make it happen yeah so yo let's uh let's let's find a way to segue this into hockey so which ronnie hextall let's, so talk, let's talk about the flyers of let's, let's talk about the flyers Okay, well, let let me intro what we're talking about a little bit. I thought here. you were the guest, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, well, you're right. You so, guys intro it. This is our so, fucking podcast. I'm gonna pass it. O- <laughs> I'm gonna pass it over to our guest, Chris, to intro the next segment. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, hi, guys. Just happy to be here. First time, long time. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we know that through just a series of like fucking weird events that took place over the last little while that something was going on in Philadelphia. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Steph Driver who broke the news that uh, Hackstall would be fired. Steph Driver is, I believe, the... uh, She's the head NHL person for SB Nation. That's the one, yes. Yeah, all the NHL. She used to work... uh, For the the Flyers blog, right? Yeah, for Broad Street. That's right. And then, uh, yeah, then she got promoted... So you guys know that like I'm a little anti SB Nation because it's like our longstanding joke, but uh, she's probably like one of the best follows in hockey Twitter. Yeah, so make sure you give her a follow. But yeah, she broke some news um, that I, I don't remember what the tweet was verbatim, but something was going on with Hackstall and that uh, it was going to be happening fairly quickly. So um, do you remember seeing that tweet, Thomas, and being like, okay? all of the chips are about to fall? Like, what do you remember happening? Yeah, I remember, like, she said per sources, like, um, Hassels would fire, and then she also mentioned... She mentioned earlier, it was, like, a long thread, and it was something... She knew that Hassel was going to get let go in the next couple days, and then uh, their preference, like, internally, was that was Quenville, that they're looking towards Quenville. She said, I think it was, like, the coach that goes by a single letter, just to not put like Quenville out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they just they they he sounded too close to Hextall, so they had to let him go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, that was a funny tweet I had. Um, so. I'm yeah, you and about seven thousand no, no other one else had. Bought. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just bringing it back up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she had it first, and uh, and then all these people were shitting on her because it took like an extra 24 hours to get it done or whatever. Um, so people were like, at the next day, were like, oh, you were wrong, blah, blah, blah. Like, 
all this bullshit, and she didn't deserve that, so it's kind of shitty, but sorry, we are watching... <laughs> sorry, we have to... So we're watching TV right now on mute, this college oh football team, the game. <laughs> you guys are fucked. Yeah, the... <laughs> It's like these, <laughs> these kids look like a scene out of Deliverance. <laughs> Jesus. I'm glad you guys are having such a good time so with like, me. So we're Chris. watching, what is it called? The Gasparilla Bowl? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> so over the holidays, it's for anyone who watches college football, it's, it's basically bowl season. So any excuse for any like Div 3 to Div 1, um, college football team to have a bowl, they'll take it. And so they'll name it anything they fucking want. There's there was, 40 bowls. Yeah, there was a Chick-fil-A bowl the other Dude, day. I saw, so I watched something on... That's uh, problematic as fuck, but okay. I watched, I watched something today at work on my lunch break. It was the Katie Nolan bit uh, of like all these random bowl names. I think it yeah. was... Oh, what was one of them? It was like an insurance company, but it, it was seriously like 10 words was like the title of this bowl. That's fucked, man. Who's playing in the Smokable Championship uh, this year? So it's Marshall in South Florida. <laughs> and so this one kid on the right who has three teeth is wearing a South Florida hat. And the kid on the left who looks like he's a Marshall fan and no one has ever heard of Marshall other than who's watched Gridiron. Yeah, um, I was going to say, isn't that like a pretty... Even I know what Marshall is and I'm He's just wearing a USA hat because the next best thing to football is US of A. So <laughs> no, but like okay, listen. we're playing, we're playing it back, and they're just like they're doing the horns. So they're rocking like the metal horns, but they're like waving them in the air, just like wiggling them at <laughs> towards the camera, and it yeah. la- it kept on them for way too long. So yeah, they're like is, they're starting the, the metal like flailing your metal horns around was basically me this afternoon talking <laughs> to that metalhead. But like they're you know it's like focused and like they're like all smiling at first. And you see these at like sports games where like in the crowd and like the person's trying to find another angle and they can't find another person. So it's just on these people for like it seems like an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just like waving around, just like looking around, like their smiles start to go like more straight faced. They're like, yeah, yeah, like Yeah, this camera's been on these two brother cousins for about ten minutes. <laughs> Holy fuck. Can we get back to the fucking hockey Sorry, talk, yeah. guys? Uh, no okay. more football. Sorry. It was uh, just we hilarious. Know you don't know the rules of football. Every time you guys bring up a sport that I can't talk about, you both owe me a beer. <laughs> well get over here, bitch. So every sport. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my so, tweet about my outfit and- today? Can I go back to how fucking stupid people are on Twitter just really quick? This is like becoming a uh, bit of a bit in and of itself. But these fucking guys that were going after her saying that she was wrong and a bunch of other toxic bullshit. Like you guys must look so fucking stupid when the news broke that it actually happened. And she had the right story. But I this is my perception. And, I, you know, perception is not always accurate. But like. Once it broke that it was going to happen, can you imagine Chuck Fletcher just like fucking pacing around on in his office being like, well, everyone knows that we're going to fire him. So like obviously they couldn't fire him when the news broke. Like it needed to kind of percolate a little bit yeah, here. But you know. um, what happened after that, Thomas? Uh, so it lasted, it was like, I think it was two days after when she first reported it. I think it was two days. Then the team officially announced and it, the whole thing now, it's like with, um, like it's not Quenville stepping in right away. 
Right. And that was in a different report that some other people thought that, like, even when Haxel was fired, it was like, oh, like... Because they didn't even announce an interim, I think, for a couple hours. Yeah, and then, and then, and then it was announced later like that Scott, AHL coach, yeah. Yeah, and then Scott Gordon came in. And, like, Scott Gordon, just, like, as an aside, is, like, was always seen, like, previously as one of those up-and-coming coaches. Like, almost like a Sheldon Keefe, Jeremy Colleton kind of... Like, oh, he'll be the next up kind of guy. And then he didn't do so well with the Islanders. He was on the Leafs bench for a couple, like a season, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he's just like kind of bounced around after being proclaimed as the next young coach. So it, he might be able to stay if they're not getting Q, but I think Q just makes so much sense for them. Um, yeah. Well, like, and they can pay Q too, right? Like, yeah. Q's going to demand a bit more money than I think some teams are going to be willing to spend on a head coach. Hello, Ottawa. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, to me, it just feels like the kind of the natural order of things is that that'll likely happen. But I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's interesting. Like, I, I kind of feel like if Q waited out the whole season, like, he might be able to get a bit of a bidding war going here. And I'm not saying it's all about the money necessarily, but he was quoted it's, as saying that yeah. he wants to go to a team that has, you know, contention to win. But, like, if I were him, like Coach Q, obviously, I'd wait to see what happens from a goaltending perspective because you're not winning anything with fucking Brian Elliott yeah. and Michael yeah. Newworth. And, and, and Carter Hart just won his second game tonight, so... Yeah. Yeah. You might see that, and then well, also... Who, who did he play, though? He played Detroit, and who did he play? He played Detroit, and then he played... Oh, who did Philly play tonight? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. So he played Nashville, okay. and one against Nashville. So, so he, he played one, uh, he played one hockey game. He played one. One, one <laughs> NHL yeah, he game, one AHL one hockey, game. One NHL game. <laughs> um, but then... So, like, even just broadly speaking, like, if you're Q sitting at home... Then sorry, there's football happening. Uh, you motherfuckers! <laughs> you could have been here. You could have seen my hot outfit. I was wearing a very hot outfit today. Yeah, just come down to Toronto. Uh, He's so, pissed, eh? Fuck. So if you're see- seeing Q and then like, I don't think I think the fire season is done. Like they are not coming out of this hole. So why would you go there, unless you want to do the whole like establish your systems kind of thing, and then. But also they might get better and not be so good in the lottery. So if they get, like, a top three pick next year, like, for the draft, Jack Hughes, Capo Caco, that Russian kid, Pod, I don't know how to say his name. Um, Which guy, sorry? Pod Zulikin. Pod The guy that's supposed to go, like, third overall. Yeah. Which, interesting thing about him, and I hope I'm not getting him confused, but I had heard on a podcast that one of the top Russian prospects that's slated to go, like, top five this year might drop all the way to the 20s because he's, like, definitely not coming to North America for another three years or something. Oh, true. Because of And I'm pretty or, sure it was Puck Colson. That's how you say it, I'm pretty sure. Choice probably in money and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Well, yeah, because he's going to play as an 18-year-old making, like, considerably well, more money. Paid. Absolutely. Well, well, yeah, the, exactly. It, it's but anyways, wrong, it's the wrong time of year to, for a rebuild. Like that's the. Yeah, but see, this is where, like, okay, maybe I'm definitely not the first person to have this opinion, but YOLO is. It feels like to me that 
like the Carter Hart stuff is just like a little bit of posturing only because I had said like not two episodes ago that like they were for sure going to call him up. And I know Thomas was like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And like, obviously I was right, but like thinking it like after, of course, after he wins two games, like, oh, it looks fine, whatever. Um, but it, yeah, like, but like I'm sitting here refreshing my Instagram feed, and they're already like promoting Carter Hart jerseys and like jerseys <laughs> available in their fucking store. So well, like this kid's not going back to Lehigh Valley. Like I no, don't see it happening. He's not, but like the thing is, Philly's like the problem with Philly is they tur- they turn themselves into a media hub this year, and so with gritty. Yeah, and like I'm not like. So No, you talked about this last week, I remember. So I love Gritty, but the downfall of Gritty is that they're under the microscope now. You know what I mean? So they're getting a lot more attention, kind yeah, of. Yeah. So yeah. People, no one yeah, no one would be talking about Philly if it wasn't for Gritty, if they didn't fire their GM. Yeah. Like, so it's all this stuff. And so they're they're basically at the point now where they like had all of this heat in the media, but they just failed to perform. So they are basically just making seat-of-their-pants decisions that aren't really refe- reflecting what makes sense in the league and in the organization and what they need to do just for longevity of success, you know? So what they're doing is they're like they're making all of the moves that are leading up to a rebuild, but it's fucking like mid-December. Like, you don't rebuild in mid-December. You rebuild in like... September, you rebuild in but April. I, I like think, it's. I think right now, just like where you are right now, I think if you wanted to turn your season around, you'd go get Coach Q right now, or get a fucking goalie. Like, or yeah, get a, or get a goalie. Want, they <laughs> get can like, want Q as bad as they want, but like it doesn't mean that he's gonna come. God, he's not. I know, yeah. but like you I don't would, know, man. If Gritty takes his top off, yeah. I'd go there in a heartbeat. <laughs> but also, yeah, but. Like, you'd be trying... I think they'd be trading... Like, I ex- I fully expected them to make a trade before the freeze yesterday. Yeah, me too. Honestly, anyone to make a trade. I was so disappointed that there are no trades. I was, like, at my work Christmas party. I was checking <laughs> my phone. And I was like, oh, my God, there's no fucking trades to, like, just rumor about or whatever. Like, nothing... No rumblings. No, like, oh, St. Louis is, like, talking to Edmonton or whatever. Like... Yeah, well, it probably doesn't help that you're refreshing your feed, and it's just, uh, you know, me and Carter talking to uh, to our friend Katie, saying like, uh, "Hey, like this is actually fashionable, and you don't know anything about fashion." You shut your mouth, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I told like, you that in confidence. Shout out, Katie. <laughs> yeah, what up, Katie? What up, Casey? Uh, but yeah, like it's kind of funny to me that like we're. Like, we're living, like, in this fucking narrative of, like, Philadelphia trying to, I don't know, figure it out in some way. And, like, I like the, I like Chuck Fletcher. Like, I think that he'll be a fine GM for them. Yeah. But if, if I was Coach Q, I would just kind of be like, okay, like, what's going on? There's no real rush. He's getting a paycheck from Chicago still. And, like, the other thing is, and somebody had mentioned it on, like, some I don't know, podcast or talk radio or whatever I was listening to that maybe he's waiting just to see who ends up getting a guy like Jack Hughes and maybe he ends up going to a team like it that. Ma- it makes sense. It's just like what I like said, like if Philly gets a top three pick, they're in a position and they don't, they'll trade away Simmons. Like Simmons won't be coming back. Yeah, he's not coming back. Yeah. Um, but if they keep Drew, Voracek, Couturier is there no matter what. 
They have the young blue line there for a while. Like, yeah. uh, Pro- Provorov and Ghost Asparagus, everything. Um, like, it's... They're in a position, if they get a good pick, that suddenly it'll just turn around. Like, it's what was supposed to happen with Nolan Patrick, but he's just not that impact player that kind of Jack Hughes or Capo Caco can be. Yeah, just, they just need that right-hand D, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, oh I don't know, like, to me it just feels like, oh, at man. the end of the day, like, nothing is going to move forward until they get goaltending. No, well, that's what I... like. fear that I have their is pick that... pick needs to be between the pipes, like, that's... Like, well, that's it, and and if they push Carter Hart to be like, you know, like, and they're they're pumping this kid's tires, and like, I like Carter Hart. I liked him when he played for Everett, like when he played for Team yeah. Canada. Every, every silver tip is good. Yeah, like he's a good good goalie, but like we also Honor don't is elite. We but, don't know that much about goalies, like, <laughs> and admittedly, awesome. like from an analytical perspective, goalies, like we don't know necessarily when they're when they're kind of, like, with aging curves and things like that. Well, and, like, it's, it's, you don't really know what you have with him just yet. Well, and we have a sample size of two games, and I think they're, like, when I said earlier that they're posturing, it's like, you know, and, and I'm oh, good man, on he, them, I guess, he's to on a degree for, that they're... for 46 wins. Oh What's that? <laughs> I said he's on streak for 46 wins so with two games in. My, my but that's <laughs> it, though. It just seems like they're just using him as a distraction well, to be like, well, look, our new shiny toy is doing well, despite the fact that our management situation is fucked but up. But we see this time and time again with organizations that are in, like, a decline. Um, they basically put the onus on a young, like, sparky player that for, like, a 10-game stretch at most is able to produce some sort of, like, not turnaround, but some sort of, like, peak in, in their in their usual play. And <clears throat> they try and ride that out. Like, it sounds bad to say, but FNUF was one of those players. No, I remember, because there was, like, a time where people thought FNUF was, like, the real deal. Yeah, but it only lasts, like, I would argue 15 games max. Anything over 15 games a season, FNUF was garbage. I just feel like at the end of the day, like if he ends up coming back down to earth and like he hasn't really left earth, it's been fucking two games. But yeah. let's say, for example, he goes on a nice little run here and then things start falling apart because he's, by the way, a 20 year old goaltender. Well, like, and that's exactly it. That he's going to like Philly's going to start to use him as the crutch because they have nothing else. Right. And they're they're going to throw fucking batteries at the kid when he's not good anymore. Yeah, or not, and mentally that's he's subjective, be, but like if he's not good for a stretch of time, yeah. right? Yeah. He's well, going to mentally he's going to be like basically demolished and they're going to be left in in a worse position than they were before mm-hmm. because they're going to be out of a playoff spot. Well, and like so the the most recent example I could think of of like a young goalie and he happened to be 20 in his rookie year was Steve Mason. So yeah. if you look at his career path, he won the Calder, was an all-star, second voting the Vesna, fourth voting in the Hart when he was a 20-year-old in Columbus, 2008-2009. And then after that, his, re- his career really didn't rebound until he had a good year, a good couple years actually with the Flyers in like, like when he was 25-26. Yeah. So it's, it's like... With young goalies, it's kind of dangerous. Like, you're playing this game, this high-risk game. And, like, again, with all, like, the studies where really, like, a career... Like, your peak as a forward 
is now between 22 and 25. And your peak as a defenseman is a little bit later, but it's always before you're 30. Where as a goalie, it's really hard to tell because there just haven't been young goalies in the NHL other than the couple like Steve Mason. Uh, like, I forget when Fleury made his debut, but I think he was like 21. But even then, we're talking about a sample size that's like significantly older than the data that we would have for forwards like of this day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so... And, like, it's unheard of for goalies to be this young and playing in the NHL. So, like, Carter Hart might be the real deal and you just never know. Like, he might be ready and whatever. And it's fine. And he's there forever now. But, Mm -hmm. like, you just... It's so weird that they did that initially, though. Like, why won't you... It's such a lost season two. Just keep him down in the AHL for a whole year. You're not hurting him at all. Uh-huh. I doubt he really like expected to be called up realistically. Like, yeah, I guess. It's just. I don't. It's, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of feel like if Hextall was still here, it definitely wouldn't have happened. Well, and Fletcher, yeah. Fletcher, like if he can't pull off a trade, he's got to like give the fan base hope, and you know. If hope is by way of Carter Hart right now, then whatever. But, like, I don't know. At the end of the day... It's a Band-Aid fix. Like, it's... Well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. But that's, like, indicative of what what the NHL is doing right now. Like, aside from maybe six teams, is they're Band-Aid fixing their organizations. Because that's the whole fucking thing is, like, with the, the season that's completely weird is that all these teams that really expect to be playoff contenders and winning the conference... Like the Blues, Flyers, and somewhat the Kings to at least make the playoffs, and like um, teams like that, and even you could say Pittsburgh and uh, like Carolina and stuff. But teams that like were expected to be in and like for sure competitive are now looking from the outside. So it's all this weirdness where like you don't know who's a buyer, who's a seller, like. Should these teams just give up on their season, or should they continue try to like? Should Philly and the and St. Louis like get a rental goalie like Jimmy Howard or something that's on a contract for one year? Try to patch it because he's actually a proven NHL goalie that you can he'll for sure be there. <laughs> like, yeah, but I'm not paying a first round. If I'm Philly, I'm not paying a first round <laughs> pick for fucking Howard. So, so speaking of, I wrote at wingsnation.com uh, five trade destinations for Jimmy Howard that could happen. Okay. Um, and Let's hear him, buddy. So, so basically, I, I, I said there was a couple teams. I think it was Philly, St. Louis, um, and Carolina who probably wouldn't pay. Carolina might, but I know Philly and St. Louis would not pay their first-round pick because it's probably going to be a top-ten pick because Jimmy Howard doesn't affect that much. Well, and St. Louis doesn't necessarily have their pick anyway because it's Buffalo's. Yeah, and it's top-ten protected. Um, Right. But a team like Carolina, and then I also named Calgary and San Jose as teams that are pretty much all in this year, especially San Jose. They're going for it this year with Carlson. Thornton still there. Kind of doing the whole, like, let's just go for it. So why not when your goalies are struggling? Because I think 
Martin Jones. Yeah, Martin Jones has sucked ass. This has year. like an eight ninety five save percentage, and then Aaron Dell, who's only played like ten games, has like a nine oh two. Yeah, like it's bad that team like in goal in goalies. So like, you might as well go for it just again one year and then pay a first round pick that'll probably be like the twenty second overall pick, and just get a a really good goalie. But like. And then Calgary, too. Calgary's the same thing. They're probably winning the Pacific, so it's going to be, like, a 25th overall pick. So why not? And they uh-huh. always pay their first-round picks. They paid, like, two for Dougie Hamilton, and then or one for Dougie Hamilton, and then another one for Travis Hamannick. Like, fuck. Yeah, so, well, and they don't have very many picks. I think they only have their first-round pick this year, Calgary. And I, then, I, I like, a fourth. They don't have their second or third, I don't think, this year. Who do they dish it to? Um... I'm looking the Islanders, I think. So they traded away their second round pick to the Islanders, and that was in the Travis Hamnick trade. Okay, yeah. They have their first. But they don't have their third either. They have their third. Oh, okay. Oh, they do? Yeah, and then they don't have their fourth, but they have the Islanders' fourth. Right, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it, I, they have yeah. enough picks to make it work. Like, I don't know, like, and they're really going for it this year, like, I think they're kind of in it, and their goalies fucking suck. Honestly, dude, I still like. Best why case are we so? Why are me. we so obsessed with goalies? Like the last like well, three episodes. It's because that's that's because honestly, it that's makes such a, a big difference. It feels like yeah. this year. It's not that it makes that big of a difference. Like obviously, like your make or break as a goalie. Like I like I got to experience it growing up playing on like losing hockey teams. Your goalie kept you in, and then. We see it, like, as soon as we put anybody else but Riley in, like, sorry for those oh, questions, yeah. but, like, it's kind of like watching Dryden play versus other players. Like, Riley playing is different than other goalies. He's just, yeah, he's a it's step. very different. And so, but that seems to be indicative of the NHL this year is there, like, Thomas and I just watched a hockey game where Luongo got pulled in the third period with 14 minutes left. Yeah. Like... Why well, you if you can't make a save, like, oh. well, and it's tricky too because, like, we talked about with Rams, like, I see like a guy like Bobrovsky, for example, who's like, there's no fucking way he's staying with Columbus, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he'd go to a place like Calgary, but like, tell me right now that Calgary doesn't automatically become a top three team in the NHL with Bobrovsky as their goal. Yeah. Well, but that's it. Like, so pulling Luongo in at 14 minutes, that's the like. That's the aura of the NHL right now is, like, goaltending is one of its biggest problems. Like well, what most, if we're I overthinking it? I think it's the most, like... <laughs> what if we're overthinking But I, I think it's... So I have, like, I have a weird feeling about goalies where it's, like, either you overthink about it, like, you care too much about it, like, really any goalie can be competent... And only a couple, like, I've, I've said this before on the podcast, where only, I feel like only a couple really make a difference, and that's, like, Lundqvist, Luongo, Bobrovsky, Anderson, and Gibson. That's, like, pretty much it. Um, but then also, like, you might be treating the whole thing wrong, where we're stuck in a world where we treat goalies like this thing that should stay cemented, where I, I tweeted about this earlier today, actually. Uh, just like a random galaxy brain thought is like, what if you treated goalies more like starting pitchers 
in baseball. Like you, but that's what they are. You still see starting goals you, not playing eighty six games, like or eighty two games. Sorry, like but it's, it's not even the games; it's in games. So like you see starting pitchers, you control their pitch count. You you don't see pitchers yeah. at all go over a hundred pitches now. Yeah, that's the whole thing where you're trying to keep them stamina. So but if you see a goalie like face thirty shots, then why not pull them? Like if you're winning by two, yeah. Then it's like okay, this goalie's seen a lot of shots. Like there's there's this a, there's many a completely shots. different mentality. Like for the pitcher, you're the cannon. For the goalie, you're the wall. So it's yeah, like, it's, it's it is different, different. Like different. but it's it's the it's, it's the one position where you're by yourself. But you said it yourself with the cement. Like they, it sounds very weird and like philosophical, but they are the foundation. Like if you don't have yeah. good goaltending, you don't have a hockey team. And I think about like Toronto, for example, and how much of a fucking gong show Toronto was <laughs> basically my whole life, but especially when they didn't have a solid goaltender. Yeah, yeah. And now you look at a guy like Anderson, who's like obviously not great in like the first month and a half of the season, but he's been like unbelievable this year. Yeah. So it's, it's like one thing when you have like mediocre goaltending and you've got a goalie that can like keep you in games and things like that but I just think that like the goalie market is going to be like it's going to be like not wide open necessarily but there there will be goaltending options like I think of a guy too like Cam Talbot um, who I mean it's looking like Koskinen is going to be their starter maybe I'm wrong on that yeah I I think so I don't know we should get an Edmonton person but yeah, we should at some point. But, like, you know, you look at a guy like Cam Talbot, like, somebody's going to overpay for Cam Talbot. Um, but, like, yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I feel like we have to stop talking about goalies or else that's what we're going to fucking <laughs> yeah. talk yeah, about. Yeah, we're going to drive ourselves fucking nuts all through the summer. All through so like... let's, let's, let's switch gears and talk to someone that absolutely destroys goalies. Mitch Marner. Oh my god. And his, oh. hot, and his hot mom flossing. Oh, Honestly, god. not one of your better segues, Thomas, but yeah, that's, that's okay. okay. I, I tried. He doesn't <laughs> even score a lot of goals, so. Um, okay, let, let's let you lead this topic because I know that your fucking. The vein in your forehead's going to explode if you don't get this. <laughs> my my open. famous vein. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see it right now. Yeah, yeah. It's popping right now. Um. Yeah, so as people probably know, they're Paul Marner, Mitch Marner's dad, uh, had an interview with Jonas Siegel on The Athletic, and they got into real detail of like, and he was totally open about how he felt as Mitch in the NHL and with the media and how he like was fed up with sports on TSN not covering his son enough and typical hockey dad stuff, and there was mixed feelings on this where a lot of people that were saying like oh I grew up with this stuff like these are just this is just a normal hockey dad blah 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 and then other people are like no this is like abusive behavior (laughs) and then of course like it um Dylan Fremlin on Twitter Leafs Nation writer great follow um he kind of was like oh yeah I just like realized there's this video that CBC did on like hockey dads and it actually happened to be Paul Marner and it was when Mitch was only seven years old um and he was basically like yelling at him like telling him to like I don't know just go shoot the puck and like go like hit guys around when the game's done and like 
Yeah, that was a really weird part. It's a weird video. Like, I anyone that's listening, like, you just have to watch this, like, five-minute segment. You can find it on Dylan's Twitter or whatever. We'll link it in the show notes, too. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and it's just such a weird video to watch where you're like, is this, like... It could be seen as normal, but it could be also, like, it shouldn't be normal. Like, it's kind of... It's a little too much that... And this is strictly speaking from just, like, I've never... I, the only, like, I, I played house league in, like, a year of, like, a half year of rep football. Like, I didn't do anything that was super, like, competitive or anything. So, I don't have any personal, like, experience with sports parents or anything. Um, well, I think, like, when that video would have come out, and he's, like, 20 now, ish, 20, 21 now, and he was, like, I, seven Yeah, it was, like, mid-2000s. Like, I don't think, like, as a society, we were necessarily at the point where we are now, where people are a little bit more, um, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing awareness to things that are, um, you know, considered abusive. Like, I think back then that video was probably just very much like, oh, boys will be boys. Yeah, dads, yeah. dads will, you know, be, be supportive and, or at least think that they're being supportive by acting the way that he did in that video. But like, if that video came out now, like, holy fuck, it, it yeah. probably wouldn't come out now. No, uh, they would not just simply that. because we're at a place where, you know, we recognize that these things are, are signs of abuse. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, to me, like my whole take on it was just very, it made me kind of uncomfortable because I, you know, strangely enough, like I see both both sides of the perspective because there were some things that Paul said that are true. Um, maybe he didn't put them in, in a way that was like super eloquent. And of course, there's been all these like Twitter DM conversations between Paul Marner and like Leafs Twitter people oh about yeah. how he felt about like how Mitch wasn't getting there, like the respect that he deserved and stuff like that. There's and, a lot of stories like inside um, the Leafs blogosphere of interacting with Mitch's dad. So just put yeah. out that kind of thing. But, so what people have to understand, like, so Mitch has only been in the NHL since 2016. Like, yeah. obviously, like, he's in a big media hub and he's getting a lot of attention, but he's only two years into his career. Like, if you look at all of these other franchise players, they got some recognition, but they didn't get, like... They weren't the spotlight all the time. Like, I don't know. It, it drives me nuts, like, hearing stories like this because, like, someone asked me at work the other day, like, what was your happiest moment in your life? And, like, to tie, like, to tie it back that's, to hockey. It was very emotional. It was very emotional, but the happiest moment of my life. So when my dad, when my dad would come watch my hockey games, he would never say good game. I could play a perfect hockey game, but... I could have made a mistake in the second period at like 14.31 and we would talk about 14.31 for three hours home. (laughs) Like that was it. He wouldn't say good game. We would just talk about that slip up, what it could have done and we would basically like break it down for three hours on the way home. But the one time, so my happiest, and it's so weird, I'm 28 years old, but my happiest moment was when I was 16 years old. So I went to Sudbury to play for the summer and we were playing an exhibition game against the Barry Colts. There was prospects versus prospects. 
and we played in Barry at the Molson Center when I was 16. And my dad's, I, w- I was playing with Justin Dix at the time. And like, so we both went up to Sudbury together. And my dad, after watching the game, he said, good game. And we didn't talk about hockey for the rest of the night. We just watched football and carried on. And that was it. He didn't drink beers. and <laughs> Yeah. We didn't, he didn't say anything about anything else. Didn't elaborate on like why my game was good or anything. He just said good game. And that was it. And that was the only time my dad had ever done that. And that was yeah. like, that was the happiest moment of my life. And I was like, so I'm, I'm listening to all these like stories coming about all these hockey dads that are like, my son's not getting enough attention. My son's not doing whatever. And I'm like, holy shit, just let your son play fucking hockey. Yeah. Well, also like less is more <laughs> yeah. when it comes to stuff like that. Only because like, I, I totally get where you're coming from, Carter. And like, knowing your dad, like I, <laughs> I can totally see that happening. <laughs> Uh, which is funny because your dad usually has lots to say, but sometimes less is more, <laughs> right? Like it's it's one of those things, right? And I think like for me, um, and, and let me throw it to you guys, and like this is a little re- revisionist history here, but um, I saw Mitch Marner play a lot um, when he was playing for the Knights. Um, he Anytime that London came to Barry, we yeah. would go. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about seeing Mitch Marner back then is like there are things about Leafs prospects that I can like kind of look at in hindsight because I saw them play in junior and I'm like okay I get that to me there was no more like dominant player on the ice um at, at that point in time than Mitch Marner and Connor McDavid two guys that I saw several times play in junior Mitch Marner like the way that that he talks about Mitch being like the best player, like one of the best players on the ice, regardless of what level of hockey he was playing, I totally be- like buy that. Like I believe it, take it to the bank. But at the same time, you know, this talk about him not being the captain and things like that. I don't know if some of these people remember or not, but like when Mitch was leading the Knights to Memorial Cup and like an OHL championship and, and all this stuff, like that's all people fucking talked about was Mitch Marner. Yeah, and man. then we got a new shiny toy as a Leafs fan when the Leafs won the draft lottery and they ended up getting Austin Matthews. And then we got another shiny new toy when John Tavares decided to come home. Yeah. And we've been really just like, as a Leaf fan, um, we've just been really blessed yeah. with having all of this special talent that we didn't have when we were kids. We had Matt Sundin. And, you know, Brian McCabe and Darcy Tucker and guys that were, yeah, Gary Roberts, like guys that were stars in their own right, but they weren't at the level that some of these guys are at being like top five talents in their position. There were stars because they were in Toronto. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We're we're stockpiling our assets. Like we're basically planning for the apocalypse. Like it's. Right. Exactly. So the point that I'm trying to make is, is that had we not got Austin Matthews, and we ended up getting a guy, like, I don't know, somewhere in, like, the top five of that draft. Yessie Pooley-Arvey. Let's say, sure, perfect. Let's say we get Yessie Pooley-Arvey, just as an example here. And we don't get Austin Matthews. And let's say, for example, because we don't get Austin Matthews, maybe we don't end up getting John Tavares, and he ends up, uh, you know, staying with the Islanders, because I, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he did not get a meeting with the Montreal Canadiens. Um <laughs> Like, do you know what I mean? Like, let's say that that happens. I think we are talking about 
Marner or Riley as the captain of the Leafs and not Tavares or Matthews. Do so, you know what I mean? Or Kadri. This is a good. Or Kadri, exactly. This is a good segue. So I was, I was looking at pictures of Austin Matthews at work today because, <laughs> because I just think he's so hot. He is hot. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, Chris, you look like him, so it's hard to be around you sometimes. <laughs> I'm like a I'm like a chubby Austin Matthews, but with like a bigger ass. Yeah, and that's my fetish, so it's like weird oh, to be true. around you. I won't kink shame you, bro. I'm into it. <laughs> so I'm looking at pictures. You're then, like Austin Mass Matthews. Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> and one of it was, and one of the images that I like clicked on the the headline was Sundin has a hot take on dot dot dot. And I was like, okay. Well, uh, you were on Bardown's Instagram account again, <laughs> I must have been. Um, <laughs> and so I read this whole article, and it was basically an interview with Sundin. And he was talking about how, like, Matthews is their next captain. And he was comparing him to McDavid. And that he's ready for it now. And all of these crazy things. And I was like, Matt, have you been watching the Leafs? Like, I don't know. I was like... It's weird because you're conflicted because you know what, excuse me, what he means to the organization, but you're like, but you're also conflicted because you're like, well, like there's also all these other players, like you said, that could do a lot more damage, you know? Oh, oh man, Puck's trying to bite me. <laughs> hey, go lie down. <laughs> Holy fuck. He just like, yeah, he does this thing where like I'll be recording a podcast and then I'll stop talking and be listening to one of you guys, and then he'll look at me, and then he'll jump on the couch and try and bite me. Go lie down. You've stopped commanding him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyways, so Carter, go on. Who do you think should be the captain then, Matt Sundin? What was he saying? (laughs) Well, he he thinks Matthew's ready right now. And, like, if we look at... He probably... He probably is ready to be the captain right now. I don't disagree with Father Matt. I just don't think, like... With all the captaincy, it's so internal, and, like, we never know what's going on. Yeah, and like, well, so and they're, they're, what, one of the only, only four teams to not have a captain? No, like, half the league doesn't have a captain. But at the time of this article, which was 2016, 2017, oh, they're okay. one of yeah, only yeah. four Like, teams. Now, now Detroit doesn't have a captain, yeah. like, yeah. Well, Detroit doesn't hardly has a team. Okay. <laughs> I thought Luke Glendening was their captain. They won tonight, so it's fucking... <laughs> hey, Zanderberg's still there. Um... So, <laughs> Jesus. Pop. Holy fuck, man. He just bit my foot. Lie down. <laughs> guys, I'm so sorry. I know you guys like Puck, but like, he's bad as fuck. Oh right my now. God. Lie down. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Do you want me to put the leaf game on? No. <gasps> okay, go on, guys. Um, I might not make it through this episode. He's going to eat my fucking hands. <laughs> he's so bad. <laughs> ah! You know what? You guys talk for a second. I'm going to go get him a sweet potato. Okay. Well, Carter's in the washroom, so I guess I'll just talk to myself. Um, so I, I really don't think, like, the Leafs need to um, entertain the idea of, like, needing a captain right away. Like, it's... They're almost just best just keeping it and just, like, letting it do it natural. Like, especially with Tavares, who's been a captain, coming in. Keep this year just with all these alternates and just see how it goes. And then like maybe in the summer announce Austin and everyone's fine with it. 
announced Riley. I'm kind of on the Riley bandwagon, but I don't really care because it's just a letter. And, like, it's basically just for the media to go over because the media sees a C on the, on the sweater and then immediately goes to them. So it's basically why it such becomes such a big deal is because people are hearing it from the media because the media really care because that's the person that they always talk to. Yep, I'm with you. I'm back. Just, so, uh, just give it to Luongo, bud. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I was pro goalie. <laughs> yeah, so was I. Yeah. Uh, Anderson I would be great I as a guy. Uh, and everything we've heard about Frederick Anderson and like how he like rallies the troops and stuff, he'd look yeah. pretty good with the C on his yeah. chest. Yeah, well, we'll have to ask Romita what it, Romita what his uh, what his partner looks like, but. Who's partner? Well, she's the only one that asks about dick questions. So we need to oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, I feel like... Um, yeah, so I'm just basically on, like... I don't really care about the captain, but I don't think it's a huge, like, necessary thing. Like... Oh, well, they... Been- it's all internal, and there's, like... From what we can see on the outside, there's a lot of leadership-type players already. Well, Toronto's a great problem-solving hockey team. Like, they, they basically get monkey wrenches thrown at them every like every step of the way and they find a way to adapt and to overcome it. Like there was a Nylander thing. That, sorry, Balto like just put his head <laughs> in my sweater as I was putting it on. But they, you saw like the Nylander situation come up and they were successful without him. Um, you saw a goaltending deficit happen a year and a half ago and they found a way to overcome it and integrate themselves into a somewhat reliable, consistent goaltending like situation. And now you find them in a situation where they don't have a captain and it's the media basically just forcing them to have a captain, but they're doing okay without it. Like they still have all of the leadership of the captaincy that they need. And arguably they're taking like all of these players, they're basically getting like six, seven captains for the price of one captain. Like you're having your Marlowe, your Tavares, your Marner, your Matthews, your Kadri, your Riley, like your Anderson, all these guys are basically playing captain without you giving them like the salary the and letter the weight yeah, yeah. So, like i i think like it's more of a group dynamic which again from the outside this is what all we can like tell yeah um but i think it's better to have like a group where like again like there's so many captain types on this team that you might just be like, okay, some nights Kadri will step up and give the speech. Or, like, Tavares will be like, I've been here before, I know this team, blah, 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 or, like, whatever. Like, yeah. and I go to the speech. And, like, it's just, like, it's whatever. They gotta figure... They don't have to figure it out or anything. Like, it's... There's no pressure to get a captain other than from the media. So, it's... I don't see any problem. Well, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, like, it, like it's, yeah, it's I not, feel that. It's not a thing that affects on the ice as much as people think. Like, as much as you want to do the mo, like, yeah, the like, it's just the narrative Toronto- that like, oh, they're without a captain, like they're lost, all this stuff. Like, it, no, like it's the Toronto media hub. Like the last yeah. captain they had was what Fanuff. It's Fanuff, yeah. And look what yeah, happened. Yeah, and like last time no one gives it like. To what you said earlier, Thomas, like the players definitely don't give a fuck about who's captain and no. who's not. Well, Matthews was like <laughs> do you think, unhappy playing without Nylander, and there's all that shit going yeah. on. Like, do you think like Fanuff was the greatest leader with like a, a nose full of coke and shit? Like, oh whoa, my god, whoa, <laughs> you guys are bad. Like, I don't know, like.
like he didn't do it, and that's probably that was really loud. On the by the way, we'll have to edit. That. Yo, that that's looking great, bro. Those are sounding <laughs> awesome. That's what the callback of the episode. Um, but yeah, like I I don't think it's a big problem. Like I don't know, we don't really need to spend a lot of time on it, other than just say like. It's whatever. Like it's a fucking, well, it's you a know what? Let's, let's let's end it on this note. Uh, go ahead. We're gonna go all the way around the group here, and you would say that if you had the decision to make, uh, like, to name the Leafs' next captain, who your choice would be. We'll start with you, Carter. It'd be hard because Marlo is so hot. But he's not there <laughs> for long. I know that, and that's what I mean. So, like, from a longevity standpoint, like. I don't want to go with Marlo, but obviously Marlo has the most experience. He is basically that like captain father figure in the dressing room and on the ice. Like, um, but I don't know. It, it'd be cool to see someone like Riley, who's basically seen the Leafs through like Riley's seen the Leafs through every peak and valley. Yeah, like, and Kadri too, for that matter. Yeah, but Kadri is someone who they they've had to pay special attention to and they've had to work with to grow. True. Yeah, I could see. And so... I know what you mean. So it's weird. So, like, Riley's someone that they never really had to give that attention to, but he's someone who's been able to, like, adapt with the organization along the way. And yeah, but he, wouldn't... Sorry, I'll let you answer first. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, that's okay. Like, I'm just saying, like, Riley's always someone who's been able to adapt to that Leafs atmosphere. And yeah. he's always been able to contend yeah. at every step of the I f- way. I feel like even throughout those, like, I think his, what he debut, like, 2013-14 was Riley's debut. Yeah. Um, I think he was a front person. Like, he was um, more in the spotlight than, like, right away than Kadri was. That's yeah. Just, yeah. just the sense I, like, Kadri well, got Well, because he never went to the Marlies first, right? Yeah, like, I feel like Kadri got a couple years to, like, marinate and, like, just discover and, like, develop and stuff. And then right, and then now, and then he was, like, the third and second line center. Like, he's never been the guy. Well, it's harder to break into that type of, like, play, though. Like, but Riley, like, like, I said it from, so, everyone know it's no secret that I'm a Habs fan, but once Riley started playing with... I'm not sure if you remember me talking about it way back when, Chris, but I loved watching Riley play hockey. Hey! Oh. Sorry, yeah, the dog's it's it. not just my dog that's bad tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Stanley. It's all the dogs. Um, but I used to love watching Riley play hockey. Like, he's just a good stay-at-home defenseman. And he's he's basically blossomed into a point where he's the defenseman that they're looking at, you know? Well, and I think, too, um, on that note, is that um, what I was going to say before I started to rudely interrupt you and then recognized how rude I was being (laughs) was that, to me, it almost feels like Kadri would be, like, the better fit based on the logic that you shared a minute ago, only because, you know, they're always, you know, trying to push these narratives of, like, you know, work hard and, like, good things will happen to you and all of this shit. And, you know, like, follow the system and follow the plan. And essentially, Kadri's gone from being, like, a skilled forward who, you know, was still putting up a decent point, you know, per year to, like, a shutdown forward who has, like, completely changed his game 
um, to be, like, a better player. And to me, like, I'm not comparing fucking Steve Eiserman to Kadri by any sense, but it does remind me of, like, when we were kids and how Steve Eiserman was, like, so fucking good and then had to basically scale back on certain parts of his game so that he could become a better, well-rounded player when some of the Russians got there, like Fedorov and so on and so forth. Don't don't even bring up the F word without turning me on. No, but but do you know what I mean, though? Like, he's become, like, a complete player in that sense, which is, like, you know, Mike Babcock's boner is, like, through the roof. So, you know, I I look at it from that perspective, but um, I was actually thinking that I'd be the only person to say Riley, and then there you go. So that's your answer. What's yours, Thomas? uh, Well, I was going to say Riley, so... Oh really? Yeah, I, I, I told you Riley. earlier. I'm, I'm on the Riley. This train, is but, the uh, first time we've all ever agreed. I know. I was gonna say Riley too, but um, now that I think about it, probably oh, sh- Paul Marner. Is you sh- you shut yeah. your mouth, Chris. Yeah, I think I think Mitch Marner personally. Uh, no, Mitch Marner. Yeah, great the- too. <laughs> no, I, I. If we're not, if we're trying to disagree, like I'm. No, we're not, Riley, we're just, not trying to disagree. Like it. We all we all say Riley, but like. I'll try to defend, like, putting Matthews there. Like, he's going to be there the longest, like... I would give him a letter at the very least, like it. Yeah, and he, yeah, again, like, he hasn't had a letter yet. Like, Riley's... I think this is Riley's first year within... Yeah, like, a. that, and that's sort of, like... So there's a difference between buying into the system and being a part of the system the whole time, and that's the difference between Kadri and Riley. Like, the only reason why I would argue that... Kadri wouldn't be a captain before Riley is because Kadri had to buy into the system whereas Riley was a part of the system the whole time like Riley always bought into it he did what coach said he believed in the formula and he made things happen you know but Kadri you you saw him he was kind of like an outlaw his first little bit like his penalty minutes were peaked his first few years playing with the Leafs like he wasn't agreeing with how things were going he was shuffled between that third to sec or that fourth to second line, like he never really had a place, you know. So seeing someone like Riley, who's bought into the system the whole time, and who's had that um, consistency and stability, like within Babcock's formula, like that's where I see it happening, you know. My answer, I might actually change my answer to oh. Zaitsev. <laughs> Give right. Zaitsev the C before he gets traded so, to the Oilers. So speaking, <laughs> speaking of Zaitsev, who his offensibility is a fantasy. Holy fuck. <laughs> we should do the just an update on the Just Win Baby League. Okay, there we go. Fantasy. Yeah, yo, I'm glad that you did that because I honestly don't know how long we've been talking for since I'm not recording like, anything. An hour head. and like ten minutes. So okay, yeah. Let's get let's yeah. get an update for the just win baby. It's been a healthy episode. A healthy episode. Okay, so just win baby league. Let's go. Just win baby. Just win baby. Okay, so if you're unfamiliar with it, it's our Just Win Baby Fantasy League where I think it was episode 23, whenever the season started, we uh, picked, we each did a little draft where we picked teams and we just 
get to calculate their wins, and we all we each have uh, ten teams. We left out Ottawa, um, <laughs> just because it was last. So so we have an update with football, and then. <laughs> Oh my god, stop watching football. <laughs> we can, man. Marshall's up. Oh, yeah, they are. Um, so, coming in in third place, in last place... Carter. Is Carter. <laughs> you sh- you shut I your mouth. The, his his Vegas Golden Knights definitely came back this week. They're, they're on terror. But it's just those Kings and Panthers. So right now, it's his top... Top is his Jets and Predators... 22 wins each. Um, which don't, don't, don't this, might, this might be messed up because I updated some games from tonight, like the Leafs winning and the uh, Red Wings winning and stuff, but I, I haven't updated others. So he hasn't updated my wins. Which no, is, Red Wings. You have Red is, Wings. Which is cheating. You have Red Wings. But we're, Okay, we're off. so... <laughs> who's second then? Uh, so second is... Are you sitting down, Chris? Is you, Chris. Fucking oh, um, <laughs> I want to plug my computer. Cool, man. When you said earlier that you hadn't updated the rankings, you only updated your ranking. No, is that what I updated. Uh, yeah, oh, Thomas shit. is like, you know what? I haven't updated it in a while. I've just updated. Yeah, it. I'm starting to think more and more that this shit is fucking rigged. But okay, yeah, no, 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 no. Thomas has 176. We have like 43 and so, 29. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Carter, Carter has 167 total. Um and. Chris, you have 174, so okay. up by a total of 7, and then I'm coming in first with 176. So close, close. It's close oh, it's between close. us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's so that's a weekend, baby. That's I, all it is. I have the Leafs with 23. Uh, my lowest... My top team is still Tampa, yeah. Oh, yeah. 26. Oh, man. Yeah, Can we talk about Stamkos' one-timer the other okay. day? Oh, yeah. We can talk about Let's that. get through this part first, oh, just so that we know if it's rigged or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then one seventy six. My lowest team are is of course the St. Louis Blues, and the Flyers, <laughs> <laughs> and also the Hurricanes and Coyotes. So I'm really depending on my Sabers and Flames, and Leafs to get me through this period. Um, so yeah, so I'm currently winning. It's great. I love it. Go Preston. Yeah. That's pretty good, Preston. So what's, what's your jersey, Preston? I I don't know. Uh, are, you, are you getting a San Jose Sharks Wayne Gretzky jersey? No. I'm getting a St. Louis Blues Wayne Gretzky jersey. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Uh, I'll still have to think about it. I'm to go modern, to go vintage, to go... Legendary player to go current player. The vein is popping because he's talking like he's got it in the bag. I do have it in the bag, by the way. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a playoff one later when we'll do the playoffs. Double or nothing? Or? <laughs> no, no, no. Ooh. Add on. No. <laughs> okay, okay. Depends, depends who wins because I'm in charge of this. And if I win, I'm saying no. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's our Just Win Baby update. I love it. You know what I was thinking about? How we wait till the very end to do all of our segments. We need to start spreading them out a no, little bit. No, I like it at the very where end. We're like, where we talk for an hour just about like, what's going on, and then we're like, we're, okay, segments of a segment. Yeah, we're all yeah so, then we, we feel like we have to like rush the segments at well, the no, end. We've got to space we're, it's, we're all so heated. We <laughs> yeah. like, And then we talk for all this time, and we're like, oh, fuck, we should probably find out, you know, 
if Rams is going to ask us a pervy <laughs> question this week. Uh, Lexi asked me a pervy question this week. <laughs> is it for the podcast? Well, she asked me if those legs went all the way up. It was, oh, it was with the, the picture that I attached to the, the mailbag tweet. Yeah, can I just tell you guys that... So we, we have to talk about that photo shoot. <laughs> yeah, so where were you when that photo shoot was taken, Carter? Okay, so it was... My parents were moving from house to house, and I found an old pair of high-waisted jeans, and I put them on, and I looked great. You honestly looked so good. Thank you. Like, like the thing so, that people don't realize about Carter is you got this, like, tight little ass. Like, you got this, like, just, you got a caboose that goes for days, right? Well, it's all the hockey, man. Like, it's it's got good shape. It's muscly. You can bounce a dime off of it. Like, yeah. Like, you got the type of ass that they talk about, um, in you know, in that song. one song, like, I want a dime that's top of the line. Cute face, little waist with a big behind, you know? You got one of those. And that's what was in these photos. Yeah. You got like, you know, you got like a dumper. So if... if <laughs> I'll take so that. So if people want to see these videos, I think it's on my Twitter at no salary and then also on the hosers. Uh, or just... You, it's probably still not up on your Yeah, I yeah. tweeted it yeah. too because the fucking series of photos oh, where yeah. it's like new jeans, new me. The <laughs> last photo when he's got his hands wrapped around the pole, I was like, put your hands around my so, pole, motherfuckers. <laughs> so at Protect the Puck, you'll see those photos. There you go. So, friend of the podcast, Lexi Hoffmeyer, she asked if those legs go all the way up. Can't fucking believe it. And what did you say? Absolutely. I said they call me legs go all the way up Lupel. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, like, sounds good. Like, that nickname, like, definitely flows. <laughs> we love you, Lexi. Thank you for interacting. We do love Lexi. I, we should get Lexi on soon. Yeah, back on, yeah. So I've been talking to her in 2019's Lexi's year. <laughs> oh, fucking, I can't wait. Her and Rams need to do a women's hockey podcast. Oh, that'd be amazing. Well, yeah. I would be... The biggest fans, straight up. We should follow them to Calgary or get Rams over here. For the all. We should game. see if Rams can travel with the Inferno. And well, then, I think, uh, I think she's she said that she's coming over in February sometime. Oh, that's what. Oh, I think Rams is coming to Toronto sometime next year. Worlds colliding. This is this has yeah. to be. Holy it. fuck! We should get Rams at Anomaly, and I'll even share my chocolate with her <laughs> if she wants. Brookside's or Reese's or O'Henry. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, imagine oh the god. five of us ripping it up. Uh, drinking 80 beers. <laughs> I would have to, I'd get lost that night. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> Toronto, Toronto police services would fucking tweet yeah. a photo of me. God, miss it. <laughs> oh my god, that's the goal. Uh, <laughs> what would your description be if you went missing, Carter? Um, what was the rap song you just sang? I need a dime that's top of the line. Cute face, little waist with a big behind. That was it. That'd be it. That okay. Would, that'd be it. 28 years old, and then that. And then Thomas's would be like Thomas, but then in quotations, Preston yeah. Williams. Base. And then it would say, last seen on Twitter with bad hockey takes. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me. <laughs> 
That's basically me. Because I also said tonight that Riley shouldn't win the Norris. But yeah, I saw that. I'm not even going to bring it up. Okay. I was infuriated with you this uh, week on Twitter. <laughs> you tweeted something this week. I don't even remember what it was, oh, but I tweeted at you. I hope you have a fucking fire extinguisher for this tweet. Oh, fuck. I forget, man. I was so mad. I don't something. even remember what it was. I'm trying to think but it was of it. Funny. You guys, it was so um, fucking stupid. Yo, let's uh, get into the mailbag, shall we? Okay, mailbag time. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Suck it, Fanoff. Okay, so in the mailbag, we have a little bit of a light mailbag today. Oh, no. As usual, but it's the usual... <laughs> as usual. It's the usual suspect as sucks, sus... Suspects. Land the plane, land the plane. As well. <laughs> we're, we're, we're pretty deep into the beersies. I'm a professional podcaster. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have one question from our favorite person to talk to. At Goalie Ramps. Chance. <laughs> Who? At Goalie Chance, Hockey Goth. Oh, true. So Hockey um, Goth. She, her question. Just one second. I'm trying to fucking find it. Who is Carter? Is that the question? Yeah, this, who is this fucking guy who tucks his so- his pants into his socks? So. She didn't comment that. No, no, no. She basically did. So um, you know what's funny? Katie didn't even know who you were a fucking week ago. <laughs> I know. Now, now I'm like her... Like a week ago. Her least favorite person <laughs> on the internet now. Has she followed you back yet, or is this still dramatic no, I, between the two of you? So Casey has followed me, but Katie has yeah. not. So, Man. So, that should be that should be the title of the episode this week. <laughs> Casey, what's it gonna take for you to follow Carter back on Twitter? <laughs> you know what? We're just like Katie, follow back. No, Casey's my favorite. Casey's my favorite now. That's the. <laughs> oh my god, that favorite. is so funny. But <laughs> I K- Casey, say. Casey, thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate the follow back. <laughs> You're killing me. Okay, I, I found that. it. I found it. Okay. This is a question from Agoli Chance. Question for the pod. Given the way the Blues have basically been like everyone is for sale, who do you think is gone by the trade deadline and where do you think they are? So it's a Blues sorry, question. Repeat again, sorry. So, because the Blues were like everyone's for sale. Sorry, Sarah, I, was, I was responding to Casey because she follows me on Twitter. Okay, great. Uh... The blues <laughs> dying right now. The blue the blues have basically been like uh like everyone's for sale, Tarasenko, whatever. So where do you think like who do you think goes and where do you think they go? Uh Tarasenko specifically or are we just gonna start picking yeah. the roster apart? Like just uh Jake Allen goes into his grave. Uh I think that Tarasenko ends up on the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, I was going to say Dallas. Yeah, that, so you obviously read 31 Thoughts today. Yeah, well, I had to. After Tyler Dello was beefing with Freed, oh I was God, like, is so Freed going to come back with some fucking hot fire or what? Just say something on, on the podcast. Just like, oh, yeah, this fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he would have said that. I don't know. Um, Yo, I just had wicked deja vu right now of you calling Tyler Dello a nerd. <laughs> You're killing me. He's, I actually, I know he, you know, people are, you know, disagree with him a little bit, but he seems to be a nice guy. He's, yeah. He's just a misunderstood boy. I'm not, I'm not 
good enough to bash anyone, so I don't really... Yeah, I also feel like he was just fucking with people, because then he tweeted out, like, a shark on a fishing rod, like he was baiting people. Yeah. Yeah, so, I feel like he, he's, like, in enough, like, yeah. Um, but anyways, so I just like, don't want drama, man. Hockey Twitter is fucking negative as enough, it is. Yeah. I don't need my people beefing. So Friedman, Friedman was saying that Carolina is very interested in Terrence Sanko. That kind of makes sense with all their... Uh, oh, excuse me. Uh, they're shooting woes, so it really does make sense if that's the one to go. And um, Katie had a follow-up question. If you want to get more in-depth and bold, is who do you think the package that comes back? So we're hy- hypothesizing trades now. Oh, my goodness. It's it's big. Uh, Carolina can see giving up like a, their first and like a decent prospect, like, Yane Kukunainen or something. Pukunin? Kazoon type, bud. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you said that name right. Kukunin. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Back for Tarasenko, uh, maybe they send Cliff Poo. Oh, my God. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I don't know. I think it's got to be for... Well, they don't have any goaltending prospects. Like, do you think they go for, like, like, just trade Falk? Like... Would maybe maybe they trade that? a guy like Nivel- Nedeljkovic, their goaltending prospect. Tarasenko, Radulov, one for one. Oh, no. <laughs> so I don't know if you heard uh, that. Carter said... No, no, Tar- that's, that's my Habs hot take. So, Tarasenko Kate, for Radulov. No, hold on. Radulov doesn't play sense. for it. Don't you remember, Carter? Radulov didn't get a contract, so he went to a different team because yeah. the Habs are awful at asset management. Don't no, actually, they're smart, and Radulov's agent's terrible. Is that... The whole thing was that, so this is, like, really inside baseball, like... Uh, Again, this is a fucking hockey podcast. No, I'm not talking about baseball. I said Tarasenko to Dallas at the very beginning of this no. argument. Okay, so what was fucking... I'm confused now. So, the, so thing, she, the question that she had was, where does Tarasenko end up? No, and then the follow-up no, was... Tarasenko. It just blues everyone. So I said Jake Allen should basically go... Yeah, Allen should get fired into the fucking sun. Yeah, he should jump into the fucking river. <laughs> yeah, but like he doesn't get hurt. He just ends up at a different place yeah, in his he life. He freezes and has an ammonia and is out for three years. Yeah, we don't want the guy to die. We just want him to end up, yeah, you know, in the AHL or something. Good pads mm-hmm. for the next three years for his eminent return. Yeah, playing for the Arizona Coyotes is pretty much as good as dying so <laughs> Jesus um, okay so the question was where do people go so I already said what my answer was yeah so Jake Carolina. Allen the and then uh, I'm gonna say they trade Peter Angelo to oh fuck TML no I don't think they do it okay fine I think they go to a team like the Islanders who need to make a oh, big splash. Shit. Or Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Oh, no. I'm saying they go oh, to Penguins, no. yeah. Oh, no, baby. What is you doing? <laughs> they, they, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh gets that. We were just watching Vines the other day. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But so this is. on YouTube. <laughs> let's make a bet. So if Tarasenko ends up with Carolina, uh, Katie has to follow Carter back on Twitter. <laughs> uh, I'll take that bet. <laughs> so and and if, 
And if if Alan ends up in Phoenix, Katie has to follow Carter back to Denver. <laughs> <laughs> the oh St. Louis God, Blues okay, make yo, a trade. What's, yeah. the, what's, what's the next question? And then if St. Louis Blues make a trade, Katie has to follow Carter back on Twitter. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Um, yo, you know what? I don't even want Katie to follow me back. Casey's all I need. <laughs> oh my God! So speaking of Casey, speaking of Casey, she asked a question. All right. Um, it's very simple, very straightforward. It was just Sabers year. Ooh. Uh, I think they're gonna come back down to earth at some point, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I could see it. Like they're maybe not this year. I think they make the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't think that they'll go as far as people think they will. But remember that there's so many contracts coming off the books for them next year with Bolson's contract being off, Pominville's contract being off, uh, this guy Patrick Berglund, maybe you've heard of him, he's gone. (laughs) Like all of this contract money is going to be off the books. So if they can't do it, I think they re-sign Skinner and then they go for like another big piece. Yeah, well, and it's it also like I hate to talk about goalies again, but it boils back down to that. Like as soon as well, he, Carter Hutton's been playing well, man, and he, Linus Allmark has the minions on his mask, so he can't lose. Obviously, Hutton's been playing well, but he's not a playoff goalie, and so yeah, know, maybe though, like he hasn't. But that's what it, playoffs are completely different hockey. So if you can't make the cut in the regular season, like what's nobody this, has made the cut though. Yeah, I think they get into the playoffs. I don't know. I just I, feel like... So I'm not arguing that they get into the playoffs or not. I'm saying I don't think Cut or Hutton is a playoff goalie. That okay, so how about this? If if Hutton gets them through one round, Casey gets to unfollow you on Twitter. <laughs> don't play with my heart like that, Chris. Oh, my God. So okay. both, both roommates don't follow me now? Is that what you're... <laughs> That, is yeah. that what all well, these And then mean? there's also a third roommate yeah, who no. is very funny on Twitter. I threw her the follow this week. Uh, Balenciaga, I think her name is. <laughs> oh, Belle. <laughs> well, I know her name's Belle, but I, I gotta imagine she's got a cool name like yeah. Balenciaga. Yeah, I'm like sure. Casey, Katie, and Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm right. Oh, yeah. Are we allowed to say that? Well, what's wrong with that? I don't know, man. Yeah, we're coochie. Dude, Balenciaga is like a fucking like luxury brand. I was going to say, you got Tim's on. You're fine. Yeah, it's also not a diss because if your first name was Balenciaga, holy fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, you're raking it in. You got all the good things happening to you. <laughs> so, so that's the mailbag. <laughs> Great. No so, question from Rams. So basically, no, no I'm, 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 I'm not getting any follows anywhere. Everyone's going to unfollow yeah. me after Twitter after this. I'm, I'm unfollowing you after this. Oh, yo, speaking of Twitter follows, yo, Rams, Rams DM'd me like randomly a couple of days ago and goes, Congratulations, my dad now has more Twitter followers than you did. Okay, so we, so we, were ta- uh, we were boom talking, roasted. We were talking about that because you know how our dad like created Twitter like just yeah, this past week? Yeah, Papa Schla, man. Like, I love it. And everyone, Baba Shala, by the way. Baba Shala, uh, pardon uh, Baba me. Sorry, I said the wrong thing. Uh, <laughs> and we, we were betting like how long it would take to surpass you in followers. It took like 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, so like I had a private account for a while. Ow, fuck, my dog just bit me so hard. Stop, I know you're teething. Go away. Um, but yeah, so she, she tweeted me or not tweeted me, DM me that. And I was like fucking dying. I was laughing so hard. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I'll buy some fucking followers to prove a point. Like I'm not above like getting like a Russian bot company to give me some fake followers. You know what? All, no all I'll do, Chris, is I'll I'll send your Twitter handle out as an all staff tomorrow. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. There you go. If I can crack a hundred followers before Papa or Papa Baba Shala. Uh, I, I'm horrified I'm saying that wrong, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, then that would be a win. Like, if I could beat him to 100 followers. He already has 100 followers. Oh. If I could beat him to 1,000 followers. <laughs> I said 9,000. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. But anyways, so uh, I just broke that's the end of the mailbag. Instagram, man. Don't worry. Let's talk about CRTC Corner because I actually have uh, rec- two recommendations this week, if I may. I got one, and it's Mr. D. No, it's not. <laughs> okay, okay, so let's go. CRTC Corner. Let's get into Corner. CRTC Corner. Fuck! Fuck! We would provide health care for every man, woman, and child. Oh, tapioca! Touch him all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! You so much scout like this. Any other kid in school, I hear about it. Mr. Harper, alternative nobody by all of these other parties is... Okay, we're back. Uh, I'm going to give my recommendations first this week because I'm always the one that goes last. So, can I? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so my first recommendation is a Canadian podcast. It's called Two Goons. They're back. <laughs> They're back. I oh, love Evan and boys. Nick. We should they, get Evan on the podcast. We totally should. Um, so Two Goons uh, is like straight up one of my favorite hockey podcasts. And they stopped doing it for a bit. And... Evan DM'd me a couple of days ago and said, we're back, baby. And sure enough, they're back. And they had an episode with uh, Ryan Stimson last week come out, which you should check out. That's my recommendation number one, Two Goons. And my second one is another hockey podcast. Um, Darren Millard, I think, got fired by Sportsnet. I'm not saying that that's a for sure thing, but he alludes to like being let go or something of Sportsnet on the podcast. Do you know anything about that, Thomas? You got any insiders? No. I thought he just, uh, he quit. Like, went on a sabbatical or something, yeah. I thought. But anyways, so he has this new podcast called The Chirp that he's doing. Okay. Uh, they have two episodes. He just put out an episode today interviewing uh, Zach Boychuk about his Twitter antics. Okay. And I listened to it on my drive home from work. It's actually a very good podcast. Like, I've really enjoyed it. Um, so check out the chirp. That's my second right, recommendation. So we're gonna have to talk about something off of the record afterwards that I'm very excited <laughs> to tell you guys about. Okay, can't wait. Hey, uh, what's your recommendation, Carter? Um, so you kind of interacted with it the other day when I started talking about politics. Oh yeah, when I said, "What the duck is this?" Um, so I have a a ma- or um, an undergraduate degree in political science. And then I actually did a postgraduate degree in business. Okay, you're, just, you're just showing off. No, no. I, yeah. I, <laughs> so I loved political science. And then I was like, well, I don't exactly fit into the like political strata. Like I, I'll never be able to do anything with this. So I ended up doing a business degree after my political science degree. And I kind of felt like I was like distancing myself. And 
I ended up getting a job in advertising, and I felt... It's even... so weird, because you never talk to people about how you have a minor in police foundations. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> no. Dude, I don't have a crew cut. There's no way I can have a minor <laughs> in police foundations. <laughs> but um, recently, um, just like through certain turns of events in my life, I felt very disconnected from certain things that I used to feel very passionate about and my specialization in my like honors undergraduate degree was in diasporas which was basically cultural nodes in remote pockets away from their mother countries and I really focused on Canadian diasporas and different cultural pockets that contributed to what makes Canada um, what it is today so I started writing about diasporas again and basically Canadians like cultural pockets that brought Canadian or Canadiana through to what it is today. Um, and like the strength of the mosaic as like kitschy as that may sound. Did you just hit the fucking blunt before you started talking about this? Cause there's a lot of big words that I do not understand. No, so it, that's my, so that's the, it's me trying to reconnect with my university self, but I basically just started writing about cultural nodes in urban centers in Canada that have contributed far more to our political progression than white Anglo-Saxon and White man. <laughs> yeah. And it, I've, um, I've learned a lot more about my country, um, than I have in the past, I guess it would have been four years since I finished my degree, um, than I have in a long time. And I, um, my recommendation is to read about your cultural pockets and your little communities and see what they've contributed to your community. Because I, I bet you it'll be a lot more than you ever would have thought. (laughs) Great. There we go. There we go. Um, so my, (laughs) my recommendation. And then Mr. D. (laughs) (laughs) So my recommendation is a little, uh, a little self-serving, um, so I'm going to recommend this wonderful music blog that I have the honor of contributing to, uh, as I mentioned last episode, dominionated.ca. Um, it's, we all focus on Canadian music only. Um, and we just released last, ep- last week, after last episode, so I didn't plug it then, but the, the favorite 50... Um, you could officially read it now. I think I, I wrote three, about three albums for them. Um, yeah. yeah. Is Drake uh, on your list? Drake, no. We, we do more, like we have a, if you know the band Chastity. Yeah. Yeah. We Brandon write about, Williams. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Williams. Yeah. Oh, they're so sick. So I, I, wrote, I wrote about Chastity. I, so go read it at demediated.ca. Chastity is the coolest band in Ontario yeah. right now. Yeah, honestly. So they're, they're, Sneak peek, they're at 8th over, okay. uh, over our favorite 50. Uh, so, or 13th. 8th, I think, was Scott. Okay, whatever. They're top 20. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah, so go read that stuff for some Canadian music blog content of that wonderful world. Sounds Gucci to me. Yeah. Uh, um, well, guys... This might be our last episode. Well, it's going to definitely be our last episode, I think, before Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, well, this is our last episode until uh, next week, and Christmas will be gone uh, and all of that by then. 
So, Merry Christmas to you, boys. Merry uh, my my Christmas gift came true when um, I got to do the podcast with you guys every week. Oh, stop it. You fucking idiot. My Christmas wish hasn't come true because all I want is for Goldie fans <laughs> to follow me. <laughs> oh I knew you were going to fucking say that. Oh I, just, I just want some hockey trades. That's that's all. We should have done it. Well, we pretty much just did our like say our wishes, our holiday wishes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, be, I hope my dog gets all of his adult teeth so he stops biting me. Yeah. Um, just and wait, then my just other. Wait until your dog's almost seven, man. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. But like, I'm not into this like phase that he's in where he nibbles on me all the time. Um, also, uh, next week we're going to talk about my obsession with RuPaul's Drag Race and how I've binged seven seasons in a month and a half. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to take a bit of a segment from RuPaul. It's not from RuPaul. It's from Trixie and Katya, my two favorite right. Trixie and Katya story. Um, and it's called Christopher. Things that make us go, and we're going to talk about things in the hockey world that make us go, mm. But we're not doing that this segment because I don't have the sound clip. But, but next week, we'll be launching our yeah. new uh, stolen bit called <laughs> Things in Hockey That Make Us Go, mm. So I'm guessing that we probably won't be able to record next week, so it'll probably be in the new year. Yeah, so 2019 okay. so is two basically weeks from now. just me going, mmm. Yeah. Hockey, hockey things in the new year that make us go. For me, it's just going to be Matthew's fashion yeah. shoots. That's all. For me, be. it's going to be uh, Pareko playing on the top pairing for the Leafs. <laughs> the, okay, uh... well, guys, that's the end of the episode. Oh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and uh, uh, Carter's got a thick ass. Thanks, baby. We love you all. Okay, bye. Bye. Yo, 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 yo. I'm looking for a dime. That's all with the lie.